2: What is up and welcome to the uncontested podcast coming to you live Sunday, August 28th in the post Chet Holmgren world. He's not bad. He's just got a messed up foot. I'm your host, Jacob Niffin. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, official podcast of DailyThunder.com. And holy cannoli, do I have a whole squad with us today. We've got Justin Peabody, fresh off of COVID.
1: Hello darkness my old friend <laughs> sorry it's my
2: first time potting
1: since Chad and I'm still sad we've got JD with us
3: fellows.
2: <laughs> if you're not watching the stream you miss JD like sucking in, in all the air to I try go to put out his chest I can go lower that's, <laughs> that's, that's what, what she said, said. <laughs> we've got Nick Crane who just paid a lot of money for a former cowboy to record a cameo
4: it was not a lot of money. It was $35. He, hey, he, he's the fourth- Speak for yourself, buddy. I teach public background. education.
5: <laughs> uh,
4: also, my first time podcasting since uh, the Chet News. And man, that intro no longer hits different. It sucks, and I hey, hate it. Hey, for the
2: record, it's all of our
5: first time podcasting <laughs> since the Chet News. Well, we haven't true. had a pod Fair. out since that happened. We've got Taylor Peterson with us. Just hoping my uh, my my power stays on long enough to record a podcast. Power might go down just like Chet's foot. in Northwest OKC.
1: <laughs> it feels like it's been weeks. I, know. I think that's why I kept disclaimering.
2: What's worse? The fact that it feels like it's been weeks or the fact that we have... How many weeks are in a year? 56, 52? 52. <laughs> don't say it. We have 52 <laughs> weeks to go until we actually get to uh, watch Chet play some basketball.
4: At minimum. I don't, don't want to be around anymore. Longer than that, dude.
3: Yeah that I totally heard so. that uh, Wednesday nights pod uh, probably sounds very ominous
2: now. Yeah, right. I on Wednesday nights pod Silva was like I knew Silva was going to take the middle ground and he was like <laughs> I guess it's going to be a like a not a severe injury but not a light injury. I'm going to say Six like months. 3 4 maybe 5 months and I was like I need some optimism. I'm going like 2
5: months. Silva out for the season? So, Might I ever play NBA basketball. I mean, who knows?
1: Probably yeah. need to amputate.
5: Might need to amputate. <laughs> I'll never forget. Playing a prosthetic. <laughs>
2: I'll never forget that series. You guys remember the series where Sergi Baca got hurt against the Clippers right yes. before the Thunder went on to play the San Antonio Spurs in the Western Conference yeah. Finals? And it was a lower leg injury. And I remember, like, the next day, somebody tweeted live look at Sergi Baca at the Thunder facility, and it was... Some guy on crutches with an amputated leg from the knee down, <laughs> and I just thought it was the funniest yeah. shit and the saddest thing I'd ever seen. Well, Got guys, nice. speaking of Chet and how sad we are, I want to talk a little bit about Chet first. Uh, we're gonna get all into the Chet injury, the the Liz Frank, Liz Frank, injury. Liz Frank, Frank. It makes me think of those. Uh, were they Lisa Frank? Lisa Frank. News? That yes. little girls have in like elementary school. And oh, yeah, boys, I mean, girls, right? totally. 2022, we don't judge here. Um, Never heard of these before. Okay. Okay, <laughs> Nick. Silva, will you Google them and, and pull them up on the stream real quick so we can Jeez. educate Nick? Yeah. Um, Thank you. Um, like, like rainbows
1: anyway. and unicorns oh. and
2: cheetahs. It's <laughs> One of these things is not right. like the other. Um, <laughs> we're going to get all into the Chet Holmgren news and the repercussions that come with that. But one thing I wanted to talk about first, guys, was some Chet Holmgren hype. Now, Mm. Nick, you were on the Sam Presti media availability that was conveniently scheduled 20 minutes after the the injury news was dropped, so you had to be kind of like on the ball that morning. But Sam Presti had a quote in there. I don't have the quote exact, but it's something around the lines of, if you would have told me on lottery night that we could be picking anywhere between 1 and 8, or we could have Chet, but have to wait a year. I wouldn't let you finish this sentence. I would have taken Chet Holmgren. Basically, is what he's saying. Like he prefers Chet over anyone else in that class so highly that if you would have told him on on lottery night that they'd have to wait a year for Chet, they would have done it. Before we move on, here you go, Nick.
5: <laughs> Here's some Lisa Frank stuff. Yeah, we had this, and remember when we were in like elementary school and all the girls brought that stuff? No, no. <laughs> They went all I remember
4: money. I remember the the lunch boxes that were like that like weird bandana floral pattern. you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Oh the beer
5: nope. Bradley. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. My wife wow. said she, she was a I big feel old. All right. Well the
2: Lisa Frank stuff <laughs> is what jumped in my mind. <laughs> um, and then after the Sam Presti quote about how much he values Chet, and he really gushed over Chet in that media availability. We then got really that that was the dagger in the heart of oh man <laughs> they think so highly of Chet he's so good he said he had a monster summer that's the dagger in the heart and then the twist of the dagger came from none other than um, was it Tim Bontemps or was it it was Windy Brian yeah. Windhorse was Windhorse the official quote uh, on the Hoop Collective Pod Silva roll the tape
0: one of our colleagues recently was watching Chet in a in a pickup game
2: in L A. Where Embiid was in was in the pickup game, and um, uh, just <laughs> blocked Embiid several times, including on a three pointer. Wow, that's game. interesting. Now, Embiid also got some victories, got some Ws in that matchup. Uh, I was going to say, I <laughs> bet you Embiid had a little success in the block.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but like, you know, apparently nobody who watched that run was like who left without saying, "Wow, this Holmgren is a real." Mm-hmm difference maker on the court. You got to know where he's on the court at all times. And obviously, I mean, it's not like people haven't seen him play. So, um, that's what you're looking forward to. If you're a thunder fan,
2: there it is. Justin, those two things in combination. (laughs) Now, knowing you can't watch Chet play basketball this season, does it give you hope and make you feel good that there's so much hype around this guy? Does it just rip your heart out even more? Like, What does this do for you?
1: Yes. (laughs) Um, What this does for me now is makes me very, very, very sad about this upcoming season. Listen, there's still going to be fun moments, but any given fun moment could just hypothetically be more fun with Chet Holmgren involved and knowing that he won't be involved is going to make me sad for the entire season. But that said, knowing That Chet Holmgren is coming, I think, is going to help when you get to the like mid March. You know, this team's not making the play in. They're, you know, starting to pull some weird lineups. That stretch of ugly basketball, knowing that Chet Holmgren plus whoever they draft is coming, I think that's going to make it feel easier because then it's tangible, right? Like, usually what gets us through that stretch is the hypothetical maybe OKC could la- land this person in the draft. Now it'll be, all right, you know, 15 more games of this, and then we get to watch Chet Holmgren plus Scoot or whoever, or, you know, maybe lower your expectations. But they get to watch Chet plus somebody, and I think that'll help come that point. But as of now, I think it's just going to make me sad.
4: It's... the The big plays, the... It's like... How do I, how do I put this losing Chet is, is obviously like devastating to a fan base, but it's more than just losing Chet and the fun plays he would have. And like having a rookie of the year candidate this year, it's all the things we talked about that he would do to help other players be better, like spacing the floor so Shea can actually drive and having a lob threat for Josh and Shay. all the, all the all other things he would do to make the other guys better. Is what I'm also going to miss just as much as Chet doing those things.
5: I think Give that's the same really,
4: conversation all over again from last year.
5: I think that's a really good point, and that's something that Wendy mentioned, I believe, in that podcast as well. Um, later on, where he mentioned, you know, the the just the impact that he w- he would have on the court. You know, I, I thought there's some actually uh, refreshing, maybe is the right word, at discourse on that podcast in regards to some of the other national podcasts I was talking or I was listening to, where you have Chris. I don't. Mind calling them out? Yeah, like Chris Vernon, um, your casual NBA viewer who follows Memphis and just about nobody else except the Twitter headlines, talking about how, oh, you know, Chad seven footer foot injury, and should they trade SGA? I know we'll get into that. Um, yeah. but it was kind of refreshing listening to these three specifically talk about it because I thought they brought up some really good points about you know this being a very specific injury, <laughs> an injury you don't see really in the NBA very much in general. Um. And yeah, I think Bontemps was the one who said, like, he was getting some texts, like, see, the Thunder should not have drafted this guy. They should have drafted somebody else. But, you know, this is a freak injury, an accident, a guy who hasn't been injury prone prior to this. I think just like all those things in general, just to your question, Jacob, make me more frustrated. Like, I understand that having Chet on this team wouldn't have made us 10 games better, um, 15 games better, potential play-in versus a non-play-in right, it would have
2: 20 games better.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly we would have been a, a home court managed playoff team going to the chip yep. i just say it, it's just I, I think frustrating as a fan just especially as i like have gone through the the following days just that we don't get to see chet play again because obviously you know i, I think wendy was the the person who also said that he's heard the thunder quote unquote wanting to push the pedal down right he reported that here however many weeks ago months ago that was and um i think that just you know especially hearing Pressy talk as high about him as he did I think they were really excited about Chet and what he could bring to the floor. And so just having all that validated but not getting to actually see that on the court this upcoming season, it's made me pretty, uh, pretty upset these past couple of days as a fan.
3: It's disappointing. I, have, I I try and be like a realist and level-headed when it comes to basketball, but boy, is it tough to swallow the <laughs> pill of Chet, of Chet being gone for the year. I know the level-headed take is like the Thunder are going to be okay long-term. Chet's probably going to be okay long-term. Presley said he expects to make a full recovery, et cetera, et cetera. But, boy, we were so invested in the lottery and in Chet, and uh, it just feels like a real knife in the heart to have to wait another year. And I know he'll come back, and there'll be another top eight pick playing alongside him, uh, and we'll get another year of Josh Giddy. But uh, kind of like Nick brought up, I, I think Josh Giddy, part of what was going to be his – Trajectory this season was tied to Chet directly. Like I think that connection was gonna be huge for him. Uh it's tough. So I'm gonna have to like take that into account when I'm evaluating players this year. Like what will they look like next to Chet? Uh, but another That's really something weeks down the road.
2: It does like Justin said, it does give you something to look forward to. Like, hey, those 15 games in March and April are gonna suck. Yep. But then in 2023, you are putting the pedal, they're not pushing down on the pedal. <clears throat> the pedal is through it's the gonna floor. Be we're yabba-dabba <laughs> doing this bitch, right? Like, and what we're... if... Th-
1: this is like as thunder-colored glasses... You're gonna as say I, it. I know you're gonna say As it. I think I could possibly get, but like, what if the Thunder do land a top lottery pick? I'm not gonna say Wimby, but like, potentially. <laughs> like a top. A higher lottery pick than they would have gotten had Chet played, mm-hmm. and that player ends up being vital, right? Like, that's yeah. a real scenario that an outcome that could come from this, you, I think back to like the Sixers when they were going through the process. I mean, it wasn't identical, but like they faced similar challenges, wasn't it? Nerlens that missed his whole, was it his first year or his second mm-hmm. year? Nerlens. Joel year Embiid and, and, and Ben Simmons, Simmons. right? Local like four. But like, do they get Joel at three if Nerlens doesn't get hurt? True. I maybe, but maybe not. And I think if you're a Sixers fan right now, like you're probably pretty dang happy you got Joel Embiid. Maybe we look back on this in five years and say like, "Woo, good thing Chet tore that stupid <laughs> ligament in his foot because we got fill in the blank." Well, that's as it... like optimistic, thunder-colored
4: glasses as I could possibly get. But like, that is a not like that's a real possibility. I've, I've got a similar thought to you, Justin. I we're doing a segment on this later, so I'll save most of my thoughts for that. I do think with Chet getting hurt, there's like nobody that plays center that's remotely any yep. part of the future. Like Mike Muscala, sure plays center, who will play center a lot this year, but nobody that's like a front court met for Chet, uh, for for Chet, a front yep. court mate for Chet at the time. Yes. um, and and, <laughs> and nobody Chet can mate, like, if you will, right? Okay. Nobody that's like a backup center besides Jerry, who's really like a small forward, power forward, like based on size. I'm wondering if this in the same vein, forces Oklahoma City to trade for some kind of mediocre center that's 25 to 28, that we look back and think, man, that guy actually ended up being really, really, really good on this deep playoff push, and they never would have traded for him if it weren't for that injury.
2: Yep. That idea of like, (laughs) we got so much to look forward to in 2023, is exciting but it sucks at the same time. I'm just really not looking forward to an entire NBA season of hearing people say it's Chet size why he got hurt he's yeah. never going to be able to play in the league and just fielding dumbest shit Shay traits. Shade trade
5: proposals. Yeah. Shay should request season. out. Chet's probably look with. There's video. You know, we're talking five months from now. There's video of Chet shooting jump shots in the gym. He looks great. Obviously, Presty shut him down for the season so they could get a better. It just. I agree. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the narrative narrative
2: is is just is never going to end. It's it's going to be absolutely exhausting. I'm not looking forward to that at all. I I foresee very many. Um, angry Jacob writes out the entire tweet and then sits on it for 30 <laughs> seconds and decides, yeah, I don't want to burn the podcast to the ground tonight. I'm going to just discard <laughs> this draft, you know, um, that part's going to suck. But 2023 yeah. does look good. 20- I mean, <laughs> yeah, it does look good. So speaking on what Nick just mentioned, there is a chance, not it's not a zero percent chance that this is not the roster, um, that the Thunder go into the season with, or um, ha- the Thunder has after Christmas time. So, I wanted us to do a little exercise here, uh, a little hypothetical. And in this, I have, um, so let's imagine that after the, the Chet news and after Sam Presty has confirmed with multiple of the top doctors in the nation that Chet's, uh, got this Liz Frank injury that he called Shay Lou and Josh and basically said, Hey guys, I know we were planning on pushing forward this season, making a run, letting you guys really go for it. And Chet's injury has really killed that. He was kind of vital to this instead of sitting on our hands for the rest of the year and just writing out this roster as it is. I'm going to look to make a trade to help make us more competitive this season. If, and for the record, like, I don't think that conversation has happened, right? (laughs) I really don't think it has happened. But let's just, for hypothetical podcast purposes, say that it has. And Presti goes out and looks to make a trade that would help the Thunder this season, plus would be a good fit for when Chet Holmgren and this next lottery pick come in in 2023 to really keep the ball rolling. What is that trade? Who? What is a guy? I want each of you, or we're going to kind of go round table here. Give us a guy that you think kind of fits that idea, fits that mold, that would help the Thunder this season, help the development of young guys this season, while also providing a good fit for Chet moving forward.
1: Who's going first? <laughs> I'm going to go first because I have a feeling others have considered this player as well. And I don't want y'all to take my trade. So, um, you You know, the trade that I
2: put in the group slack three days ago. That's exactly what I was thinking of.
1: I know nothing what you're talking about. Um, I actually (laughs) literally don't have any idea what you're talking about. My guy's been in COVID brain fog for like the past two weeks. Correct. I'm leaning on the COVID brain fog crutch as long as I can. Um, Nick alluded to it earlier of like, there's no center on this roster. Not only do you have to think about that for this season, I mean, the Thunder played most of last season kind of without a center also. Um, So it's not outside of the realm of possibility, but somebody that could play alongside Chet, somebody that could mentor Chet, take him under his wing a bit, show him what it's like to be a big in the NBA, somebody who's a little bit older, a little bit more proven, and maybe uh, you know has a possibility of a, a new scenario. So the guy that I'm floating out there is Miles Turner. And in order to bring him to Oklahoma City, I've got the Thunder sending out Derek Favors, obviously, a 2024 first round pick, and none other than Darius Baisley. So if you're um, the Pacers, I mean, the pick helps. Maybe you have some belief in Baisley's trajectory. Favors is just there, helps match salary. But I think if you're OKC, Miles Turner, I mean, obviously is going to help this season, but I think moving forward, like he he could be intriguing to put alongside Chet to kind of play that mentorship role as well and teach Chet some, some veteran big man ways.
2: For the record, you said the 2024 pick. Yes. Um, I'm assuming you don't mean the Thunder's own pick there. No, I
1: did. The one I put in Trade Machine was the one from Utah.
2: That would be the Utah. I think that's top 10 protected. Um, my initial thought on that swap was send the 2025 first from Miami. That's lottery protected, then rolls over to unprotected in 2026. Um, But it might take you the the Utah pick because I think that one's a little more valuable. For what it's worth, um, the last two seasons, Miles Turner has played 42 and 47 games. Uh, So that's 89 games total. Not great. Um, Averaged about 30 minutes per game. But when you look at this past season, those 42 games, 13 points, seven rebounds, one assists, nearly three blocks. Uh, shot 33% from three on four and a half attempts a game.
4: That'll do, Pig. Got two <laughs> elite shot blockers that can also space the floor. I don't know what else you
5: want. It's yeah. true. It's a good point.
2: Here, here's my caveat with a Turner trade. Um, I I love the idea. I love the idea. Miles Turner is only uh twenty-six and a half say, years old.
5: He's the same age as uh, well two years older older than Shay, but still. Yeah. Are you yeah, he- are you worried about the extension?
2: The extension is me the big too. thing for me. He will be an unrestricted free agent at the end of this season. Mm. The only way I am pulling the trigger on that deal is if Indiana has already granted me the right to talk with Miles. We've had a conversation and he is ready to extend. Uh, as soon as the trade is finalized, he is currently making. Let me get down 17.5. 17.5.
4: Yep.
2: If you could get him to sign, um, four eighty, yeah, twenty mil per. I think
4: it's technically what his current contract is, but like two and a half is unlikely. Incentives or two of it's unlikely.
2: So that's that's nearly like the Lou Dort deal, Nick. <laughs> yeah, if you could, if I could just get him for Great four knife. four for eighty four for eighty five. That way, it's not a an asset that's about to just disappear and walk Ooh. away. And B, that is a very tradable contract. Mm-hmm. And at that price point, next summer, 2023, let's say for shits and giggles, you do land number one. And you are right. going to pair Chet and 1B together in that front court. Now you can immediately turn around. You can swap Miles Turner for... Or Miles Turner plus Lou Dort for something, right? And you can really start to push the pedal forward. Miles um, Turner was my big one. So I'm with you on that one, Justin.
5: I get that. But I just think, I think it's like the whole Miles Turner, Sabonis situation in Indiana, right? Where each of them felt that they were deserving starters. Uh, Indiana tried to play both of them together. Obviously, injuries uh, to Turner kind of hindered that to an extent. I just don't see when the Thunder or like, let's say they are granted the opportunity to go and talk to Turner and his uh, representatives. I don't see a situation where Turner's super excited about that. Unless they say like, yeah, we actually envision Chet as a power forward. I shouldn't say power forward as a big alongside you, a a versatile big that can stretch the floor as well. We're going to play both, both of you together and start you both together. Um, I just, and I also wonder like in that situation, if that's presented to him, he'd rather, you know, in free agency, visit with other teams and see if, see if there's a more suitable situation for him. I just don't know if it's the most perfect fit. Um, in fact, like I even have a little disclaimer here that I almost wondered. Like, I think this is a healthy and a fun ex- exercise, but I wouldn't be. I think I'd be more surprised if this happened at Miles Turner trade or any of the guys we're about to mention. Versus a Shea, Gildas, Alexander trade. Not that I'm all bored. All of that, well, does Shea one out now? Because Chet's injured. Can he take another year of tanking? I'm not saying that. I just wonder, come draft night, the Thunder find themselves at pick five or six. And, you know, yeah, we, I, I think Justin alluded to this, right? Like, you're looking at the ages of some of these guys. You pick a Wimbanyama. Like, it, it just lines up a little better than Shea in this current iteration of the Thunder. All of that to say... I just uh I'm a little skeptical that Miles would be interested in the situation the Thunder present to him unless he's like already heard from these other teams and free agency that he doesn't think he's gonna get a lot and a year with the Thunder could boost that trade value to Jacob's point. Right, like who's
2: got another trade?
5: I will go.
4: Um it's much less exciting of a center, but it is a center. Um I know the original question was Find a guy that makes the team better. And I'm sure there's people listening as I say this that are going to say, eh, that guy doesn't make you that much better. Um, I would counter and say quite literally any center in the league. to make this team better. <laughs> Just um, a center, yeah. So I don't have to go through the entire deal if, if we don't want to, but Rashawn Holmes, Sacramento Kings. Um, I think he would be a really, really good fit next to Chet. In the future, would also be a really, really, really good center in Oklahoma City this season as a starter. Um, I had him in a three-team deal. I think your common theme is going to be Darius Baisley getting shipped out, no surprise, as long as well as Derek Favors being salary filler. So I have Darius Baisley, Derek Favors, an Atlanta Hawks second-round pick, and Clint Capella from the Atlanta Hawks going to the Kings. So it's a three-teamer, Kings, Thunder, Hawks. Um, the Hawks in return get Harrison Barnes and Ty Jerome. The Thunder get Rashawn Holmes. And so your first thought's going to be, holy crap, you give all of that up for Rashawn Holmes. And again, I would counter Derek Favors and Ty Jerome may be cut anyways. Might as well use them in a trade now. It it You're doing a three for one, um, frees up two roster spots even though you don't have two to give up. So instead of cutting two guys, you're trading two guys. You don't have to extend bays you bring in a center. Um, I think Harrison Barnes would be much more intriguing on the Hawks than Clint Capella would be. And then from the Kings' standpoint, I don't know if Holmes is going to start for them this year, frankly. Um, so the Kings get um, Capella, who is definitely an upgrade from Holmes, in my opinion, in that system, along with Baisley, who is maybe interesting. I think most teams are probably not super interested in him. <laughs>
5: I like the idea of Holmes. Like I think that's kind of a center that makes sense. Uh, somebody you're willing to kind of take a gamble on, give him playing time. It's not necessarily going to hinder your um, your ability to get a high lottery pick in the coming year, but eventually could be a, like you said, Nick, a solid piece moving forward for the Thunder. I
4: feel like tiny, like tiny him. contract too. Yeah, yeah.
3: I feel like Rashawn Holmes fits the play finisher mold a little bit more than Miles Turner does. Even uh, Miles Turner shoots threes, and Rashawn does not. But Rashawn has one of the best floaters out of any big men. Wow, there's a lot of lightning going on right now. Oh. <laughs> uh, and he's constantly catching lobs from uh, De'Aaron Fox and previously Tyrese Halliburton. But
5: yeah, that, that would be exciting. I, uh, I kind of have one that's similar. I actually have two here, but one that kind of falls into the, the center category. I kind of when, when Jacob texted this exercise, I, I thought about teams that were trying to get worse than they currently are and like some players that they have on their team that w- they'd be willing to part off because I would, you know, part our <laughs> get rid of, because I would help them long-term, especially in regards to the upcoming strong 2023 draft. So I thought about the San Antonio Spurs, Jakob Pertle as a replacement for Chet short-term, and then also having him long-term. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Pre-pod, I told a story about how, on Friday, I saw a kid literally blow chunks in the hallway, throwing up in the in the hallways of the high school that I work at. And after listening to the words Jakob Pertle to Oklahoma City, I'm about to recreate that experience live here on the show. I thought Jakob was solid.
5: Is he not He's a solid, a solid? Solid foot. That's what I thought. And like, again, I'm not trying He's to just like because his name our our ugly officer. to say
3: Jakob Purtle. <laughs>
2: It's a good thing we don't do Jacob, those uh, uh, those ad reads for the, uh, uh, what were those pills called?
5: Roman. Blue Roman. Chew. Blue, Blue Chew.
2: Chew. <laughs> because we'd say you'd have really? to take two of that. Oh those God. bad boys after watching a game of Jakob Pertle. <laughs> I'm
1: going to start calling you Jakob Niffin.
2: I'm going to kick you off this podcast. Uh, really good point from TD Clips in our chat.
3: <laughs> Can you... I don't know if I could survive saying Perdell Holmgren uh, as a front court for very long. <laughs> That's a good, Fair point. good uh, point. Is it my turn? I have. So you guys have gone for quality here. You. <laughs> I like
2: how Taylor wasn't even done yet, and we I'm just shut like, him no. and Silva. <laughs> not stars. happening. So is it my turn now?
5: <laughs> now go ahead, Taylor. It, I think it was a fair trade, him for favors, salary matching each on expirings, and you throw in like one of your seconds up. I mean, we have a plethora of seconds.
3: I'm Taylor. I am legitimately with you. I think Duncan would be you. a fine placeholder. Oh
5: I'm I not looking for exactly. a
3: placeholder. I think he is a good center.
5: The Thunder aren't trying to win. I want to barf right now. <laughs> So I might like, give you my other one for OG if you guys really want me to. <laughs>
2: Please,
5: I, have I OG and an plug OB for favors, Basley and however many picks.
2: <laughs> Bring
3: him in. Okay. I also, uh,
5: I really the re- the reason I went to the Raptors rosters because I thought immediately of uh, Siakam, but that's a big salary. The yeah, Thunder just the don't have salary. matching a, a bit. You what know. does he make so, over thirty? See, right thirty. Yeah, I was like, oh gosh, I had it earlier. I think so, but yeah. basically. If the thunder got in notes prepared, I'm
4: su- I'm surprised. I <laughs> yeah. you'd, have,
5: you'd have what Pascal Siakam ate for lunch in your notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, if it were Siakam, or well, I lost Wi-Fi and internet and night. you know, bit, all kinds of lightning going on, it's crazy up here in Northwest OKC. Uh, <laughs> the reason yeah. I I, I kind of went to the I, like, I think I think the thunder flood. got in with the Raptors. <laughs> um, I think it'd have to be in a three-team, like with the Jazz, it, some sort of Donovan Mitchell trade. I don't know. I apparently the Raptors are interested in Mitchell. Give it to now
1: Nick to figure out. KD's he loves a the, three. He loves a three. He loves
5: a good. He loves a good three-way. Don't we all, <laughs> Nick? Nick. Uh,
3: that was not the one I meant to press, but it worked. Just it as worked well.
2: really. Which much? one did you mean to press? Uh, yeah, now I'm curious. I meant,
4: Holy cannoli! They're right next to each
2: other. It's a dangerous game. <laughs> Nick, it. if you had to give up like <laughs> Trey Man, the Utah pick, the Miami pick, and a Houston swap to get OG, would you do it?
4: Repeat that again, because I was thinking of Pascal as you said that, Me and I was too. about to throw up. So
2: <laughs> Trey Man, the Utah 2024 pick, the Miami 2025 pick. In one of your Houston Rocket swaps.
4: Yep. I sure as hell would.
2: OG Ananobi, uh is it. 17.3 this year, 18.6 next year, 19.9 on the final year. Last season, he scored 17 points on 36% from three on nearly seven attempts a game. And five he and lot and a half rebounds. ass up. Two How and a half assists, one How and a half steals. How many games has he
3: played in the last few seasons?
2: Like 48 or... last year, 43 the year before.
5: Hmm. I just always think of Serge. You better he stop, OG. He 230. He's, dude, I would. He's really good. According to uh, Fanspo, he has a 0.15 LeBron. Apparently cool. they, they <laughs> list those these days on <laughs> formerly trade NBA. <laughs> Silva, what was your what was oh, your yeah. deal?
3: I have three. I'm just gonna throw at you. <laughs> one ready. of them, one of them is a vet that Nick kind of already talked about, and that oh, is Clint Capella because he has an expiring contract. Uh, that is a vet replacement. I'm not very uh, emotionally invested in that. But the one I am somewhat emotionally invested in is Inyeka Okongwu from Atlanta. Oh, yes.
5: Good that would not goal. be a term. How many
4: picks are you that.
3: giving up? A lot. Oh. and A lot. And Trey Mann, perhaps. I just think of Inyeka. I think I had this conversation with Jacob before. He's like a super JRE.
4: That was be... Jacob's draft crush going into that year. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was.
3: Yeah, I like that.
4: I'm a big fan of that guy.
3: That long-term pairing next to Chet, I think, would be awesome. Uh, another one. Similar to Nyeka, I guess, uh more of a power forward is Jared Vanderbilt, who got shipped over to Utah in the Gobert trade. Maybe they just want to keep piling up picks and they want a I've, couple for him.
4: I've got I've got a uh thought exercise for you. Um Pass. go <laughs> go just go watch five minutes of Vanderbilt clips and go look at his stats. And I love Vanderbilt. But I really think he's like a slightly better Baisley that's on a good team. Like Ooh. truly, the, the, mm. the same things that we complain about shoot. with Baisley are the same things that, that the teams he's played for's fans complain about. Like he's mm. he's very 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 similar.
5: That's perfect.
0: <laughs> I want a good lot right in. One
5: point three Now with Chet, I'm 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 ready. I'm ready for pain <laughs> and hurt and I've been
2: I've been digging and digging. It's really hard to find a deal that really makes sense to me that you guys haven't already. Oh, hit on.
4: stop it! You've um, this again. You got to pick one.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna take. I don't Yuck know what's brutal. up with us and trying to loot the Atlanta Hawks, but the one that hopped off to me immediately, besides the Miles Turner one, was John Collins. Um, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> been on the trade block for literally like my entire life. Um, and I'm older than him. He's been like rumored to be traded since he was in the freaking womb. Uh, there was like a a random rumor that the Thunder had made a call to Atlanta. And the context of that, I have no clue. Um, he would make some sense. He's under contract for like three more years. Um, I think he could be an interesting pairing. You could put him on some of the bigger, uh, stronger guys in the league, and Chuck can play the four still whenever Chuck gets back. Um, you can flip him down the line. The Indyeka Kongwu one is obviously the one that I absolutely love. Um, I also love the miles Turner one kicking the tires on some other guys. Like I i, don't I thought about that,
5: Keldon Johnson. Uh, Cause I was looking at the Spurs, Jacob, like that's somebody that I know you oh, and I were talking about a couple a week or I, two ago.
2: I would love that. I like Kelden a lot. Um, talking about my draft crushes uh, from that 2020 draft, Nick, um, I don't know what the hell the Washington Wizards are doing. I don't think the Washington Wizards know what the hell the Washington <laughs> Wizards are doing. Nick's doppelganger, game,
5: uh, game,
2: yeah, Doppel- yeah, Nick, yeah, Nick's do- doppelganger, his twin. Give me Denny Ovdia. Um, 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 similar,
4: similar vein. Uh, and also, once again, going back to loot the Hawks, um, DeAndre Hunter. Hey, you're
2: speaking yes, my language. Please. My thing is that just the Hawks don't yes, have enough wings please. already. I, yeah. I don't.
5: Don't know if they'd give him up. I did like your Collins idea, though, Jacob. Like that's that feels like a really good Basley replacement. I just I don't know what it would take to. I mean, and especially with like the cap spice cap spike coming up and the new uh, CBA coming into effect, like I, th- I think that deal is going to look more attractive. I'm just not sure how much it would take to pry him away from the Hawks. Um, like, if has he not been traded because the Hawks have a high asking price, or is it? The opposite lack of interest yeah i, I was kicking. That
2: at, i was kicking around trades for him taylor uh matching the salary for him is kind of difficult he makes let me get back to it real quick um for what it's worth uh denny avdi is only 4.9 million you could throw a pick That's their way awesome. and, and a darius Baisley and a something and i maybe you can make that work i don't know i do know they like avdia but I mean, what are they playing for, really? Like, mm-hmm. You want to talk about a directionless franchise. No offense to any Wizards fans <laughs> listening, but I don't know what the hell your team's doing. Um, John Collins makes $23.5 Making matching sh- salary on that is very challenging. You'd have to do like um, Baisley plus Favors. Um, Ty Jerome's
4: got some sneaky salary.
2: You yeah. got Ty Jerome. Um, you throw a pick and a and a Alexei Pokashevsky in there. And so they're getting if a I'm pick. The Hawks, I'm like, no. Yeah, I mean, you could just cut him. If Literally,
4: all of your pieces that nobody wants slapped with a pick on there, like it's flex seal. Like, that, <laughs> <laughs> that ain't getting the job done. THT, Kendrick post. none in a
2: first, baby. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> God, we want to talk about the THT value real quick. Lakers fans went from talking about how they wouldn't trade Taylor Horton Tucker for DeJounte Murray straight up to having to attach a, a, a player with him to go get freaking Patrick Beverly. So, um, I don't know. I just thought this was an interesting activity, kind of see where we fall on, like, could the Thunder go out and get a guy? For what it's worth, I don't think it happens. I think this is the roster they're rolling with.
3: It was a little therapeutic to have this conversation <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: make made me feel a little bit we, better in the end. can imagine.
4: I, yeah, think can. The, I think they'll uh I think they might surprise you. Oh.
2: Oh, Nick.
4: I do. I really do. What I, do you know? I don't know anything. <laughs> um but I I really do. Th- I mean, hmm. it makes sense to apply for the disabled player exception True. regardless. Yeah, like that that right. doesn't mean they're going to use it. Right. But um if camp comes around and like nobody, like we always talk about, like which which one of the four is going to stick out and make the roster? What if none of them look good and they're like, don't need any of them? Let's go sign somebody else. Let's go trade mm-hmm. for somebody else. Wouldn't shock me.
2: I didn't think of the Dendi obvious thing until we were literally on the show right now. I'm I'm talking myself into it.
4: <laughs> I mean, he's I think back.
2: I think all of us would love this... to have him, but he's you gotta, six you... nine.
4: You got really to think think from their ball IQ there. I he's checking
2: boxes, baby.
4: Yeah, gosh. for us. But anytime he, you're a, he's foreign. I mean, all the when from boxes. from the lens of the Wizards. He's a former top 10 pick two years removed from the draft. I just yeah. going to dump him. Agreed. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. You have to give give him some value. Then Boku. <laughs> just swap the whites. <laughs> oh, my Jesus. gosh. So will you tell the people who are sponsoring the pod this week? Yep. What's up, Thunder fans? This is Jacob from the Uncontested Podcast. And I'm here to let you know that we have fully redesigned our merch store to get you the best Thunder swag available. Just visit CottonBureau.com and search the Uncontested Podcast to find all of our new designs. That's C-O-T-T-O-N-B-U-R-E-A-U.com and search The Uncontested Podcast to find new drops like Josh Giddey's Wizard of Oz or an ode to the Trey Man Step Back. We've also got all the classics like Dortal Combat, Liu Tang Clan, and everyone's favorite MVP, Shea Gilgis Alexander. The best part? You can get any design and the style of apparel you want. So if you're gearing up for the summer and want a tank top, needing a hoodie for the winter in Australia, or you're wanting a Pokemon onesie for your baby, we've got you covered. Make sure to go to CottonBureau.com and search The Uncontested Podcast to get your new Thunder gear today.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
2: and we are back gentlemen god it's it's spooky season over at the noisy the the silva household yeah yep it's it's funny you live like five miles from me and i'm not getting a drop of rain right now are you you serious dang dang it we need the rain too (laughs) i'm becoming my dad in every sense of the word (laughs) i'm not excited about it a week ago Nick and Taylor and I were on this podcast, and we put together this beautiful little Google spreadsheet where we divided up minutes that we think Thunder players will play in like a random November game next season. And I'm sorry, guys, I'm twisting the knife again. Well, yeah, Chet Holmgren at 29 minutes. We got to change that to zero. It hurts. So I think this is a great exercise for us to a reallocate those minutes, but B this can lead to, I think some really good discussions on how this changes some roles for some guys on this team moving forward. Um, You you know, I, I think the Chet injury is going to have like a ripple effect down this roster. And I'm interested to kind of lead this discussion on where we think those ripples um, kind of manifest the most. So if you are watching the stream, you have the visual with you. Uh, We have 29 minutes to allocate. I'm going to read off the minutes so far that we have. So you guys that are listening to the show kind of have an idea. We have Shea Gojus-Alexander at 34 minutes, Josh at 33, Lou Dort at 32, Arius Baisley at 22, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, twenty-one; Trey Mann at twenty; Kenrich Williams at eighteen; J. Dub at seventeen; Poku at fourteen. And that is it. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players. We have twenty-nine minutes to reallocate to different Thunder players and kind of discuss how how roles change. Uh, Silva and Justin, you guys were not part of this exercise last Sunday. So I'm going to chalk it up to you right now. First off, is there any spot where we currently have minutes allocated that needs to be changed? And then secondly, where do you guys want to start with putting some of these 29 leftover minutes now?
3: Oh, boy. Justin, you go first. (laughs) Pass.
1: So I think the... The one that sticks out is, you know, what we talked about earlier. The Thunder don't have a center. And without Chet, it feels like we're going to have to give out some more of those center minutes just functionally. So for me, the one that jumps off the page is Mike Muscala at zero minutes. Mm
2: -hmm. Do you want to put we can put Derek Favors on this list if you want. But why? Please don't. It's a great question. Why? (laughs)
1: Let's not (laughs) say we did. Okay. Mike's going to have to get minutes. Do I think he's going to be taking all 29 of those minutes? Absolutely not. Do I think it's like 10? Maybe.
3: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, I'm glad you said 10 because I was going to get crazy and say like 14 or 15 um, because I was looking at another guy that I really want to get minutes. Oh, Jacob even signed out. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> I noticed
0: it's I would not love good. to see Aaron Killing Wiggins it.
3: get minutes. Uh, Aaron Wiggins uh, is projected from, from that exercise that we did previously. Aaron Wiggins had zero minutes in that random November game that we were using for the exercise. Um, I thought he looked awesome in summer league, I thought he looked solid in, in the final stretches of last season. So, giving some of those minutes, Chet was going to get to uh, Aaron Wiggins, I think would be exciting.
2: Interesting. Um, I would be on team, give them to some minutes to one of those guys or the other, probably not both, because that's getting us into an 11-man rotation. And I think necessity pushes them onto uh, Mike Muscala, but I think 10 is about the cap of where I would go there. I agree. So you guys want to do that? We want to drop 10 minutes on Mike. Yeah. That leaves 19 minutes left.
1: I think you probably get some more minutes from JRE. That's where scenario. I was going
2: mm-hmm. next as well. Um, um, that just makes sense to me as agree. well, because you you have to fill front court minutes. I think they'll try to steal Bazley minutes at the five. I think maybe they'll even try to steal Poku minutes at the five. Um, yeah. But how many do we want to add to JRE? we want to move them up to like 21 to 24.
1: That's exactly what I was about to say. Yep. Sounds about right yeah.
2: to me. I've been beating this drum on this podcast for a long time. Uh, TD Clips in the chat says, add uh, J-Dub, or not J-Dub, J-will. J-Will. I could see that happening. I don't think it happens early, though, for what it's worth. Fair. I've been beating this drum on the podcast for a long time. I think J-Dub is going to be very, very good. He's a junior. He's like 21. He's, <laughs> he's ready to go. I'm a proponent of pouring more minutes into this kid. Like that's just that's where i'm at at this point um i'm ready to to say of all the wings and the guards that are not starting on this team, i think j dub is gonna get the most minutes oh okay wow you know i, 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 I at this right. point i at this point i think Baisley's gonna start as of right yeah. now august twenty eighth i feel like your start starters are shea Lou josh Baisley, and j r e yeah. I think that's just where we're going to be at. I think after that, the next guy who plays the most minutes outside of those top five will be J-Dub. I think he'll get more than Trey Mann. I think Mm. he'll get more than Alexei Pokashevsky, more than Kenrich Williams. I think he is going to be very good. And I think he is going to force himself into the rotation. I think he may force himself into the closing rotation. Mm.
3: Wow. I think you have a point there, especially because J can play in so many different spots. Right. Like we saw him, exactly we saw him match up against Jabari Smith. And we talked about it on Wednesday's pod that like that's not gonna be the same case exactly. Like guys, some guys at the four are gonna have more ball skills off dribble, yeah. and maybe that could cause J some issues combined with the size of most fours. But
2: J-Dub I'm actually has, less worried about ball skills and more worried about size, but like yeah. Marquise Morris, or sorry, Marcus Morris at the four, played J-Dub. That's fine. Yeah. Jeremy Grant, played J-Dub. Jay Crowder, played J-Dub. Um, there there are very few fours in the league that playing J-Dub against scares me. Very yep. few.
1: That's a great point. I think the, the versatility there makes the argument for it because before you broke that down, my head was saying no, I think Trey Mann is going to get more minutes. But you can't play Trey Mann on Marcus Morris. Uh, and, and you I can think put that-
2: J Dub on D Book if you want. You can put right, him yeah, on exactly literally one through four, I think he will guard in the league. The only fours he can't guard are like Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, <laughs> like traditional fives that are just happen to be playing the four. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I'll so, buy it. yeah. Th- th- this, is, this is my plea to you guys right now where J Dub currently has 17 minutes. I am a proponent of getting him up to twenty right now, uh, probably twenty-one to put him one minute over Trey Man, and uh, we could reallocate more as we go through this exercise. I'll buy I'm, that. I'm, I'm good with that. Dub is at twenty-one minutes. We now have twelve minutes left over.
3: <sighs> mm. Interesting.
1: <laughs> Fine, I'll do it. I'll play twelve minutes. <laughs>
2: I feel like we haven't really talked much about Baisley and Poku. Right, yeah. Uh, and another guy that, talking about the ripple effects and who this affects yep. down the line, Silva was promoting Aaron Wiggins. Um, maybe, And I said no um, because we got to keep it at 10-man, I feel like. Um, I was thinking Usman Jang. But again, yeah. earlier on, I think maybe not. I think he might get the Trey Man treatment of last year, of not playing for a while and then yeah. finding himself in the rotation around Christmas time. But Usman is six ten, six eleven. Like he isn't as big as Chet, but it's kind of close. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I'm but, not going to give Usman the minutes right now. Yeah, but I. It's a big he will stretch for me. He will get them down the line. I feel he'll like get
1: he'll... them down the line. I'm with you there.
2: But I feel like we have to have the Baisley-Poku conversation because I think that's the most logical when we think yep. about the trickle-down effect of Chet. I think yep. it's those two guys.
1: It's probably one to two minutes apiece.
2: Mm-hmm. I can't tell if you're being facetious right now
1: or not. I'm not being facetious. Do you think it's more?
2: I was about to say we just divide these last 12 minutes between the two Oh, of
1: them. no. I don't. I don't know that Here, I agree with that between
2: Baisley and who Poku. Mm. I was gonna say Baisley gets up to twenty eight. Poku gets up to eighteen and we give the two leftover. no, um or that would, would that be two leftover? something like that. You don't think so, Justin?
1: I don't think. I think that's too high for both of them.
2: interesting. I think
1: what you see what you'll see is more. I mean, this team was not afraid to play small ball last year. I think they'll do it more this year. I don't feel like I mean, I get it. Baisley and Poku are not traditional centers either, but uh, I don't know. I I don't see them putting them out there just because. And I don't know. Like, Poku at 18 just feels wild to me. I could almost get to Baisley at 28 faster than I could Poku at 18. But even then, I want to put Baisley more
2: at, like, 25. I mean that's fair. Uh, Poku. Poku it...
4: Last 16, season, Poku maybe?
2: in the in the sixty-one games Poku played last year it was twenty minutes per.
1: Okay, that's skewed a bit from the mm-hmm. end of the season.
2: Definitely. Here, let me go to NBA.com, dot com and I, can I could get. get you I could sets. definitely
3: see Baisley playing twenty-five, especially because he's I mean he's starting. He's gonna get those minutes right off the bat. Yeah. He'll impress Mark by just running really <laughs> fast and. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
1: he can do that. That is, is true. I, I I mean I again, I think they'll definitely both get a bump, but 28 for Bays puts him Shay Josh Lou Bays. And I I, I mean I, I guess he's still to... he's still in that at at that point in the ranking even if he's at 26. Um it just feels a little high.
2: You can, you can talk me into giving some more to old J Dub. Uh Poku pre all star break last year. Uh played in forty two games, um, which is pretty decent. Yeah. Uh Josh Giddy played in fifty three. Okay. Um, so forty two games pre all star break, uh sixteen point six minutes for Poku. Okay. So So that that that'd be roughly three more minutes than we have allocated to him right now.
1: Mm -hmm. I could see that again. I I think anything more and he's going to have to earn it is. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think it's just a default.
2: We'll put him up to 16 for now.
3: Yep.
1: Yeah. And then I'd put, I'd put Bays from 22 to 26.
2: Maybe. Yeah. That leaves six minutes left over. You think Bays is playing more than JRE? I don't (laughs) No gonna put them both at 25
1: maybe i was gonna yeah that's fine yeah bays and muscala jre i mean from here to me it's like spread this so we have six minutes left i i kind of think we just spread them amongst the people that are tall ish like J Dub gets a minute
3: I'm not opposed to that. gets a minute.
1: Baisley <laughs> gets a minute. Kenrich. Hustle gets a minute. And then you're there.
2: And who are the other? We got four minutes left.
1: Muskie, Baisley, JRE. Muskie. And then give Poku one more. Baisley, JRE,
2: and Poku. All mm-hmm. right. There so Boy. for those of you listening Boy. at home... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and not seeing this on the screen our final projections for minutes per game and again this is supposed to be like a random november game um early in the season before uh guys like i i really think some of the trickle down effect is going to to usman jane i really do um but as of right now we have it at Shay, 34 minutes. Josh, 33 minutes. Lou Dort, 32 minutes. Darius Baisley and Jeremiah Robinson Earl at 26 apiece. It then goes J-Dub with 22, Trey Man with 20, Kenrich with 19, Oku with 17, and Muscala at 11.
3: Yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> a lot more basely than I assumed we would see this year, but that's just the
2: reality of it. I think big Mike here in the chat brings up a really good point. He says, Jang is going to get minutes. When was the last time a lottery pick didn't start the season with minutes, which I think is it's I'm not going to go back and, and do that research <laughs> like live on the pod right now, but I think that yeah. is a great point that yeah. uh, a guy that you just traded three first rounders for to draft at number 11 um, probably going to get some minutes. I think what happened with, with Jang over this summer, how much he developed uh, is going to play a massive, massive role in that because the Jang at summer league, um, I don't think is logging very many minutes for this team.
1: Yeah. I, I just wonder when, when does he take his stint to the blue? That's because, I mean, I, I think it's coming.
2: Yeah, I, I like I said earlier, I very much see Trey Mann's trajectory. Yep, exactly. Um, like give with, him a few
1: games, but then like ship him to the blue and let him get some real burn. Let him, you know, have an importance on the team in the offense. And I think that might be, you know, we're using this random November game as our thought experiment. That might be November, you know, is mm-hmm. Usman on the blue. Come later in the season, I think I think Big Mike's dead on. Like, James going to get minutes, and I think he might even get some to start the season. But I think kind of mid-season, I think he he's spending a lot of time in the G League.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, obviously, we don't know. We haven't got to see these guys yep. since Summer League, uh, so a lot of things can change. Totally. But I think I'm there with you, Justin. I think maybe he gets some minutes to start the season. Then the G league season picks up. He goes and plays like a week, two week stint in the G league logging 30 minutes a night. Um, Really kind of starts to find himself. They with Trey Mann last year, like after that first G league game, uh, I was at that one. I got to talk to Trey afterwards. He said, they sent me down with very specific instructions, right? Work on being a better and a more aggressive defender. And, once they started to see that out of him and and felt like he was making progress with that, they brought him up. It's it's not as much a demotion as it is a yep. stepping stone. We don't want to take you from MBL to summer league to guarding Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Yep. We want a a more natural incline on this rather than making you climb the cliff. We want to stagger that hill and make it, you know, a little more scaffolded for you.
1: And the Thunder have been really intentional about that. Not just Trey Mann, but Poku before that, right? Mm-hmm. Of using that as a teaching ground. Like we've said it before, but like they run the same system as the Thunder. So they're getting a similar experience that they get with the Thunder, just at a different level of com- competition, a different, you know, level of their role within the team that I think that's proven two two seasons in a row. Now, I think that's proven to be valuable in what we've seen from Poku and what we've seen from Trey Mann when they come back from that experience. And I I would expect something similar from Usman.
2: They play in the same building. Yeah. Uh, The head coach for the blue grant Gibbs also coached on the summer league team is also frequently on the second row of the bench as um, an assistant coach with the OKC thunder. It is, it is very, very aligned. And I would imagine um, they are not going to throw Usman to the wolves uh, and just see what happens. They are going to utilize. I think the Thunder probably utilize the G League more than any other team in the league. Honestly. Yep. Um, so, so I think that's it's kind of an interesting piece to it all.
5: Welcome back, Taylor. <laughs> I am back, uh, <laughs> dirty diaper in hand. Ew.
4: Ooh, got nice. a thing uh, in the CMI. trash
5: can. What are you doing? Empty bottle here. Oh no, it's not a poopy diaper. Those are his. That's oh. not has yeah. nothing to do with oh, the no. baby. It's not Brooks's that? yeah, that's these are mine. Yeah, hungry. They so to dedicated pee.
1: to the pod, he's wearing depends right now.
2: <laughs> Taylor, as we're kind of wrapping up here, uh, you've had a second to kind of look at our, yep. our Google sheet. Uh, where did we mess up reallocating Chet Holmgren's minutes?
5: I I'm with you all on the Muscala additional minutes. Um I think that's spot on with Chet being out. I agree with bumping up JRE's minutes. I think that's 100% spot on uh, that I'm sure you guys dived into and I won't dive into any more. I will say I'm a little surprised that you guys bumped up some people like J-Dub and Poku um, and didn't give Wiggins any minutes there. I really think, and look, like when it comes down to it, I'm with you all in agreements that I want to see, especially J-Dub, get a lot of those minutes. Um, But I do think like we saw in summer, or like you all saw in person in Summer League, the coaching staff trusts a Aaron Wiggins. Uh, they they saw him uh, this, in this previous season. I don't know. I just think, again, if we're treating this exercise as like early on, earlier on the season than like, let's say, April or yeah. March, yep. I think we'll see Wiggins with some of those minutes. Other than that, though, like I I feel like Jang's a 50 50. Like either way, uh, kind of to what Big Mike Enzi uh, was saying in the chat, you guys addressed this a little bit, but obviously, I could see him getting like six to eight minutes. I also, to your guys' point, could see the Thunder just fully investing him in that blue system, uh, getting him acclimated with you know however many thirty minutes a game with the blue, and then we see more of him you know towards the middle half of the season and then into the the latter part of the season. I think that's pretty spot on. So really, I think the only thing that I would push back on or, or maybe argue with just a little bit is that if we are treating this like an early game um, like, like we were when we originally did this exercise I think Wiggins probably gets a little more minutes even if us four collectively would like to see those minutes go to a Poku or a J-Dub so just for
2: the record Taylor we said no on Wiggins minutes and dang minutes jang minutes why I say dang dang it <laughs> dang it um just Dang to keep it. the rotation at 10 guys that's and fair. Then that's you a fair point. you missed my imp- you'll have to go back and listen to the episode Taylor because you missed my <laughs> impassioned um outside of the starters i think j dub gets the most minutes of anybody off the bench i uh, i feel very very strongly uh and i think he will be closing games for the thunder frequently
5: um, well, especially now with Chet out, I yeah, you,
2: I agree you, you weren't on the show Wednesday with Silva and I, you missed that part earlier. But what power forwards in the league are you just terrified of having J Dub guard towards the end of games?
5: Not many. Um, I mean, shoot, even now, like, I th- my first thought went to Anthony Davis, and it's like uh, 80s, it's probably right. playing center, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. And the, I think that's the the key. It's like it's an outlier. Um, yeah, Draymond. The four, but the like, fu- I, I'm not really concerned about him guarding Draymond. I'm concerned exactly. about Draymond guarding him. Like, it's- <laughs> Jeremy Grant, Marcus <laughs> Morris, me, uh, Christian
2: Wood. Yeah, Christian Wood. Um,
5: uh, Who we else? already saw him guard Julius Jabari Riddle? Smith Jr.? Riddle? I don't really Julius care Julius Randle is a bigger body. That might that one also, might be a little okay, difficult. So, like, taking this even a step further, Kevin Durant. I don't care. I don't care about a single name you give me. On. I like kind of going back to what I was talking about. Zion. Yeah, fair. Okay. Zion, maybe. Um, to your guys's point, and, and like just taking this a step further, kind of like to what we were talking about with Chet being out this season, I don't really care what name you give at me because it's another season where it doesn't really matter. Right? That's Am I wrong in saying that?
1: That's the spirit.
5: Like, good. I want I want JW experience. to get that experience. So that way, like Jacob mentioned, you know, like,
1: Put J-Dub on Anthony Davis, see what happens.
5: Yeah, J-Dub's our starting power forward in the (laughs) 2027 NBA Finals. There it is. He's ready to go.
3: I need, I think we all we can all agree that we need J-Dub. we need J Dub to be like a years. source of excitement for us this season. Yes, one hundred. Uh, I agree. No pressure on J Dub, but uh, you better yeah, Dude, buddy.
1: you read my mind. Like somebody, somebody on this team is gonna absorb all the expectations we had for Chet. Yeah, and it's gonna be extremely irrational. It's gonna be. I think J
5: Dub's good. Players like, like Giddy and Trey Man and J Dub, <laughs> maybe yep. a little Jang in there. If you guys, J Dub fifteen five and five is first season. Yeah, Shay Shay's going to be an
3: all-star <laughs> and J-Dub's going to make first team all-rookie.
5: Look, I've always I've always said J-Dub's a first team all-rookie guy. Always said uh,
2: it. If you guys had to choose one person on this roster, uh I hate using the word benefits cuz nobody benefits from Chet being hurt. Yep. But one person on this roster oh. who um gets the the most opportunity because of the Chet Holmgren injury.
5: Who is that person? I tweeted <sighs> this out like almost instantly. It's Basley.
3: Yeah, I think it's Bas. Even though uh, I, I don't know, I feel like I've I been on. Pods. I think could have been
1: used. I think Baisley would have benefited more playing alongside Chet. I would almost say, and this is weird. Like the way that Jacob just worded that question seemed very specific of like who benefits the most. I don't like the words.
2: Who gets the most opportunity? Who gets
1: the most opportunity? That's yeah. what you said. Who gets the most opportunity? In that case, I I, I could see it for Baisley. I still think his best opportunity might be paired alongside Chet. I, to answer that question as literally as possible, I'm going to say Poku.
2: I think I'm with Poku's you. Poku's
1: going to get the opportunity. Whether that benefits him or not, it remains to be seen, but the opportunity will be there.
5: I just... I could see right, early on. I agree with you. I could just see if he doesn't take advantage of that early on, Total. like early enough, mm-hmm. we're seeing more jinx. That's where and like, we're seeing it, more J Dubs. That your opportunity
1: point. may not benefit him at all. It may yes.
5: accelerate his decline. I, hope it does.
3: I really, but hope it does. yeah, poke is poke it's is a good there. answer. And like Jacob said earlier, just swap the whites.
1: <laughs> gotta, we can't say that
2: in the end. <laughs> it
1: all comes
2: um, down. It, so so in order to not. Replicate another answer. Um, I'm I've got a brand.
3: That's good podcasting.
2: I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I think the biggest opportunity is Jada,
1: of course. Mm-hmm.
2: Sure. I think that the versatility, the rookie that everyone, the second, the rookie that everyone was like second most excited about, now elevates up the list, and and he is going to get a plethora of opportunity. Yep. Uh, and I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. I really do. I'm just, I'm, I, I know I'm irrationally high on the dude. Uh He just looks cool as hell uh, with the fro, with the, with the single like braid hanging down and the dangling. Mm-hmm. Elmo earring,
5: tattoo. The Elmo tattoo, tattoo,
2: the Bruce Lee tattoo, the Kobe tattoo. Like I'm just, I'm in, I'm, I'm fully bought <laughs> into the, the Jalen Williams. I'm not saying experience. I am not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's, it sucks. It is what it is. I tweeted it out there everything was aligning. The Presty quote, the fact that apparently he took Joel and B to the woodshed in a pickup game. Everything was aligning for my narrative to become complete and for Chet to embarrass Rudy Gobert on opening night. <laughs> and I would ascend due to my prophecy that Rudy Gobert is garbage and Chet Holman is incredible. I was waiting for Silver to play the sound. Oh,
3: I was, I, you know, I was, I was literally hovering. You know what? Let me just. As much as I hate Rudy Gobert, <laughs> I was hovering over that. I was like, should I play it?
5: Should I not? Play should I it's, not play it? It was all there,
3: and then I the got prince
5: me. that was never promised.
3: But it guess what? It. Now there's a chance that Poku could fulfill oh, that no. prophecy for you. <laughs> okay. Can
2: you imagine <laughs> living up to the promise from two and a half years ago, Poku? Yeah. Bring us home, my Serbian prince. Live, laugh, love, baby. All right, let's get out of here. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in the show. We really appreciate you. We know the Chet news sucks. It's deflating for fans. I mean, heck, it's deflating for the players, for the organization, for the city. The basketball goes on. We have media days in probably less than a month. We have a preseason game in a little over a month. Like, the the scrimmage will be in about a month. Like, we've got basketball on the precipice. It is nearly here. And the uncontested has got you covered the entire way. Make sure to join us again Wednesday nights as we come back to you with another episode. We've got uh, some really cool stuff with Daily Fender upcoming very soon. Maybe some uncontested events on the horizon. New stickers. If Justin can get on top of the ball. Come on. Sorry. (laughs) We'll be back with you guys soon. Enjoy the beginning of your week. Stay safe. Until then, and as always, pray for Chad. God and ice.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.